need connection, accountability, support as you explore the next level version of you, give yourself a real gift this year, the gift of time. The Warrior Women Mastermind is starting again in January, a curated group of six amazing women in a safe, collaborative setting. Think you don't have enough time? The money? Wrong. Ask yourself if you're worth three hours a month and $25 a day. The biggest discovery some of the women who sign up for my mastermind figure out is they have so much in common with other women and that they have traded their worth for a to-do list. Set up your interview call with me by going to lizswadek.com. That's L-I-Z-S-V-A-T-E-K.com. Space is limited and will sell out fast. Don't miss this opportunity to put yourself first. Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. Today, we dive deep into entrepreneurship, my favorite thing, the path, the implementation, and the rebel spirit that it takes to make it a success. I always say... Pain pushes until the vision pulls. Well, actually, Dr. Michael Beckwith said that first, but I agree. I am so excited our guest is joining us today to tell us about how she went from losing her job to creating an entrepreneurial adventure. Now she's on a mission to start a financial literacy revolution in the Latinx community and break barriers for everyone to wealth. Learn how she makes $100,000 a year in passive income, how she's breaking generational poverty, and the moment she realized she could make more money than she thought was ever possible. This will inspire you to have limitless possibilities in your money-making. And that is what I am here for. So listen up, get out a notebook. You're going to want to take notes. I love this woman. All right, Carrie Murray is back with the Bra Network. Carrie, I heard you have some news for us. Last time you came on and you t- we talked about the Bra Network, this time you're expanding? What's going on? Huge, exciting news. We're growing, we're getting bigger. We have new members coming in from all over the country. So now we're getting back to having in-person events and they're coming to a city near you. We've got them in Houston, Austin, Boston, Portland, Ventura, Orange County, San Diego. We're coming for you. Oh my God, that's so exciting. So you can live anywhere. I love this. So Carrie, what do you think it is about Bra Network that makes it so special? Well, why don't I ask you? You've been a huge cheerleader for me, a huge champion for the women of this network. What do you like about Bra Network? Oh my gosh, Carrie. Well, if I mean, put me on the spot, why don't you? But I will say that I love the collaborative nature of everything Bra stands for. Whether we're hiring each other, whether we're going to events together, we're referring clients to each other. It's just a good feeling to collaborate and be in this space with some dynamic women. We can learn about money. We can learn about business. We can learn about LinkedIn. But we also can learn about 
spirituality or we can learn about self-care. So you really have something for everyone. I think it's really one of the best networking groups out there, which is why you know I'm your biggest fan. Why, thank you. (laughs) So everybody needs to join the Bra Network. Join now because the prices are increasing and it's coming to a city near you. So let's go. Warrior 2. Where do they go, Carrie? How do they join? Good question. Bra-network.com and use that code WARRIOR2 for 20% off. Today on the podcast, Janice Torres. She is an award-winning Latina money expert and entrepreneurship coach. She became an accidental entrepreneur after a job loss led her to create a successful Latin food blog called Delish Delights. Now she helps her clients and listeners build successful online businesses that allow them to pursue financial independence and freedom. Janice is on a mission to educate marginalized communities on topics like entrepreneurship, investing, and building generational wealth through her personal finance podcast, Yo Quiero Dinero. Yes. Her podcast has been featured on BuzzFeed, Telemundo, Business Insider, Yahoo Finance. It's been featured everywhere. That's where her podcast has been everywhere. Welcome to the show, Janice. Thank you, Liz, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so grateful you're here because you are like a hero. Like you are, you were the most talked about person at WeWo. Everyone was talking about you. And then I had to leave early and miss your thing. So I was like, I'm a gun. The one person that I was trying to like get to, I couldn't get to you. And I told Carrie and I told Tony, I was like, I got to get her. I got to get her. So thank you for, thank you for coming on the podcast. So at least I can have you here because I didn't get to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much. Tell me about your life growing up. I love to ask women this question, because sometimes there's these little clues from our childhood or the way we grew up that are completely in alignment with what we're doing now. So is that true for you? Does that, Oh, it's absolutely so, so true. When I think back to my childhood, if I had to pick one word to describe it, I was a rebel. Okay. So I'm a, I'm the first of two daughters, grew up in a very traditional Latino household, which had a lot of rules, had a curfew, couldn't sleep over anybody's house. You know, you couldn't get away with anything. My mother had the Hawkeyes on me all the time, but I was still always trying to push the boundaries of what I was allowed to do. I was always kind of getting in trouble for talking back and challenging the status quo. And I realized now I'm like, honey, you were destined to be an entrepreneur because you really just don't like following the rules. And, you know, while that was my personality at the same time, when you're a first generation kid or, you know, you're from a marginalized community, typically we get very specific instructions of like what being a responsible adult looks like, which is go to college, get the job, you know, buy the house, get Get married, have the two and a half kids, right? Like that's kind of what I was told I was supposed to do. And so I did follow that route for 14 years until, you know, something in me, which now I identified as this entrepreneurial bug, told me there's another way. This is not the life you're meant to live. You're not meant to be in a cubicle working nine to five. There's something more out there for you. And it's been a kind of a 10 year long journey in discovering what that purpose is. I love that you describe yourself as a rebel because that's how I feel. Even when women are coming to me, and we're doing the mastermind. A lot of women who do my Warrior Women Mastermind, they come in and they're like, I don't know what I want to do. And I'm like, well, you do, but we're going to figure it out. But you already do know. Let me just say right now, you know. Yeah. But when we when they come in, they're like, they realize they want to be an entrepreneur. And part of that is like you're saying, this rebel spirit. Like, 
I don't want to be confined. I want to like work when I want to work. I want to like think I have unlimited money potential versus somebody telling me how much I can wake and I got to do it this way. And so I love that you mentioned that because it's true. Entrepreneurs have rebel spirits. I, I have the same thing. I am, I never wanted to be behind a desk. I thought, my (laughs) God, if you want to kill my personality, put me in a cubicle, like literally kill me. Absolutely. Yes. So, I mean, but you endured it for a long damn time. So you free now. Now you're free. Yes. Tell me about your personal finance journey to online entrepreneurship. Yeah. So again, it's this kind of unlearning of what we are told we should be doing. And I think when it comes to money, we kind of, a lot of us have the same journey. It's like you either end up doing what your parents did because that's what you saw, or you end up doing the complete opposite because you hated what they did. And not necessarily, that doesn't always lead to good results, right? So my parents were very frugal and I grew up, you know, middle class. We took vacations. My dad was a consultant, so he traveled a lot. So I got to see on one side of the spectrum what making a lot of money looks like. And I say that in air quotes because he was the six-figure earner of the family, but he had to sacrifice a ton of time away from the family in order to do that. So I started to equate this idea that like, if you wanted to make a lot of money, you have to pick. It's either family or your career. Can't do both. And then I kind of got that message reinforced by my mom because she worked part-time until I was in high school because she didn't have any support system. So she had to make her schedule super flexible in order to be there for me and my sister. And so I saw like women had to sacrifice, had to dumb down their careers, had to do the bare minimum in order to prioritize motherhood. And so that for me, by the time I was like a teenager, I said, A, I will never be a woman that allows a man to tell me what to do because this is what I see everybody doing. You know, the man's in charge and you got to sacrifice. And it also made me really hesitant about becoming a mom. And so I'm 37. I am not a parent. And I know definitely like seeing that level of sacrifice that is often required of so many women made me kind of want to be the opposite of what I saw in many ways. And so I really prioritized my career. I prioritized the six-figure career modeling what my father was doing. You know, he's an engineer. I became an engineer, but I realized I hate this. Like the six (laughs) figures is not enough. You know, I thought that was the key to happiness. It's just having the six figure paycheck. And then it wasn't. And that's what kind of sent me into a spiral of like, how do you find your purpose? How does one restart their lives. And that's where I was. I was in a quarter life crisis around the age of 27. By that point, I've been working in corporate for five years. I had two degrees at that point. I was checking off all of the like accomplishments, right? That they tell us climb the corporate ladder, job hop, get your salary, blah, blah, blah. I did all that and I was effing miserable. So that led me to a Google search, which I think pretty explicitly it was like, how does one restart your life or something to that effect? <laughs> Right? Restart your life 101. How do you Tell restart your life? Yeah. <laughs> or like, how do you quit your job? It was like something around <laughs> that. And that led me to find out about the financial independence movement, which was this entire renegade rebel group of people who were using money to escape the corporate rat race. And so with my rebel spirit and this six-figure salary that now I realized I could use towards that goal of financial independence, 
I was unstoppable at that point. And I started devouring all types of personal finance content, blogs, podcasts, books, obsessively learning about these things and realizing that I had all the tools that I needed. I just needed to start implementing them. And the rest they say is history. Yeah. The action piece is huge, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The the thoughts, the ideas, the learnings, you know, but at some point you got to get off the runway, get that plane up in the air because you got to take action. Tell me about the generating passive income thing, because this is something making money in your sleep is something I'm always talking to these warrior women about. Like, you know, I love what you said about, you know, we watched our parents, they busted their butts. They worked hard. It didn't look good. We weren't like, ooh, that looks awesome. Let me kill myself to make money. Like it does, it did not look easy. It did not look effortless. And we kind of thought there was no other way. Now we know that that is not, of course, it's such a new world. Like now people are making money in all kinds of ways. People are just creating jobs and creating things, right? Warrior Women Mastermind. Okay, it's not, I'm just going to make this thing, right? So you just make things. Tell me about this passive income generating and using the FIRE principle, which I've heard of. I've heard a little bit about it, but I would love to know more. Yeah. So right around the time of this quarter life crisis, I was looking for a project, some creative outlet that I could basically throw some energy into, kind of reclaim a little bit of my identity, which I felt had been just like completely wrapped up by this corporate job. So I was thinking about potentially restarting my career at that point. It was around 2013. And the idea of Quitting this job, getting back into debt to get another degree to make a career change just didn't make any sense in my brain. I'm like, I still haven't even paid off these loans for this degree. Like, I'm going to go and start getting into more debt for something that I'm not even really sure I want to do. And so when I was thinking about what that new career could look like, it was, I kept coming back to food and cooking. Like, that's my happy place. If you want me to just be like in the zone, I'm in the kitchen, you know, putting together a dinner party, like that's my thing. And so initially I was thinking, well, do I go to culinary school? Do I get a food truck? Do I become a personal chef? None of these things really felt like more freedom, right? When you think about the amount of work that it takes to run a restaurant and the long hours and the low pay. I'm like, that doesn't really feel like that's going to be the thing for me. But then I discovered the world of online content creation, specifically food bloggers. And that for me was a light bulb moment where I realized, wait a minute, there's people who are creating content around a specific topic and they're monetizing it using the power of the internet. And so I took a food blogging class at a local culinary school, which was like a super novel thing, right? Like this is not something that you could find on any random curriculum in a college and it's still not. But this woman who was the presenter had this incredible story where she started sharing her recipes online. She started working with brands. She got a cookbook deal. She's doing TV. I'm like, what the hell is this? Why didn't anybody tell me that you could actually create a career just doing something that you love and getting paid to do it from anywhere in the world? world, right? Because this idea of location independence too was always something that frustrated the hell out of me about corporate. I'm like, why can't I do this job that I'm sitting in front of a damn computer for nine hours a day from my house? Why do I need to be here to sit in front of the computer just so somebody can keep an eye on me? So the idea of having a blog was my first initial business. Didn't make any money for two years because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know anything about a niche or SEO or marketing or, you know, content creation. I was just like dabbling and experimenting. And then when I got really intentional, I started researching what other bloggers were doing, checking out YouTube videos, following other bloggers. I started to implement the things that I was learning. And then 
that's when the passive income started. So I started monetizing my podcast with affiliate marketing, with display ads, and then I started working with brand partners. And nine years later, this little idea of a food blog is now earning over $100,000 a year in passive income. And I'm still like, I feel like I have unlocked some cheat code to life that (laughs) is just, it's, it feels illegal sometimes. It really does. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I feel that fun and rebellious. I love that. That's amazing. What a story too. And you know what? It's what's, what's amazing about it is that you didn't fall prey to all the other things. Cause you could have been like, okay, yes, let me be a chef. You were over here going, wait, that looks like a lot of work too. That looks like a lot of time away too. That look like that, that might be just trading one thing for one thing. Right. You know, where is the flow? Where's the, where am I going to feel like this juicy part that I can really get into? So that's so cool. So your podcast, your Cara Dinero and your programs, you are on a mission to start a financial literacy revolution in the Latinx community. So tell me about that. Like, why do you feel like this community really needs a hero in this, in this domain? Yeah. Well, I think back to my own journey learning about money and it was a lot of trial and error because I didn't actually get any, many lessons, you know, when it comes to how to manage your money. The furthest that I got was like, you should have a checking and a savings account. That's what I saw my mom doing. And so that's what I did. But there was never any discussions about wealth creation and investing and entrepreneurship. It just wasn't a conversation. And so I found myself increasingly sort of isolated in my friends group, which is primarily Latina based. I didn't have anybody to talk to about this stuff. Nobody was doing any of this. You know, people are just like, what? You have a blog on the internet that makes money and you're talking about financial independence and retiring in your 40s. Like we don't, nobody's doing that. So nobody cares, right? I happened to find some strangers on the internet on an app called Instagram that were all talking about this stuff when I was really starting to get heavy into, you know, the self-learning back in 2018, 2019. And as a consumer of podcasts for at least three years before I started my own, I kept running into this same recurring theme where there's a lot of people talking about money, but they're primarily white guys. Like, but money affects all of us. It's affecting me. It's affecting my family, my extended circle. Why is no one talking to us? After kind of answering the same questions over and over again to my friend circle and my family when I'm talking about this stuff, I realized maybe there's a bigger audience for this. And the moment of divine inspiration came when I was taking a shower and listening to music and I was listening to Cardi B and J-Lo's song, Dinero which the chorus goes, yo quiero, yo quiero dinero. dinero. I know that song, yes. Which says, I want money. And it was literally like the universe implanting the idea in my head. I ran out of the shower. I did a Google search. I said, oh my God, does this exist? And lo and behold, there was no personal finance podcast for Latinas at that point. I went and bought a domain. I downloaded a free app on my phone. I sat down in my closet and I started talking to the phone. And here we are three years later, 750 plus thousand downloads, an incredible community of like almost 100,000 people across social media platforms, a freaking book deal. Like what? And this is what happens when you show up. Yeah. I love this. I love that you had the shower inspiration. And but listen, (laughs) this is one thing I really want everyone to take away from this story. Everything you're talking about, you took action. Everybody has a great idea. A lot of people think of things. Oh my God, that's such a cute name. You should do that. 
And then right before they're going to do something about it, they're like, oh, but that's, I don't know. I don't know how to podcast. You know, you let all that mind fuckery stop you from doing the thing. So the fact that you just took action and did it, right? Hello. Yeah. So that's how I think that's so that's the thing that stops people, right? It's just you start worrying about what other people are going to think, what other people are going to say, how it's going to feel. I think we're very afraid of feeling uncomfortable feelings like doubt, like embarrassment. You know, it's like everybody's afraid to have that egg on the face moment, but it's like that's where the brilliance comes from. If you keep doing the same shit, you're going to keep getting the same shit. 100% 100% and growth is uncomfortable, by the way. So who the hell yeah. if you're uncomfortable? That's actually a good thing. It means you're growing. Hello. Right. right. Um, tell me about the taboo topic. Like you, you mentioned in, I was reading up on all your things and you're talking about how money is like a taboo topic in your community. Yeah. Why, why is that? And what do you think that's about? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I think it has something to do with religion, right? The religious indoctrination of Latin America by colonizers. I mean, it's very well documented, right? There was a lot of shame that was associated there. And there still is with when it comes to organized religion, right? This idea of gluttony or greed. So you can't want money because it makes you a bad person. And, you know, there's also this idea of like piety equaling poverty, where if you have, you're just supposed to give and give and give and give. Sacrifice, um, and if, sacrifice, sacrifice. Just absolutely. sacrifice yourself. Yes. Yeah. It's mind control with just shame and guilt, right? So that's one big macro aspect. And I don't think that's obviously like exclusive to the Latinx community, but there is a lot of religious undertones in, you know, kind of the culture. Then it's also this machista or this like patriarchal culture that many of us grow up in where we are pretty much assigning a gender to money and it's male typically, right? So the men are the smart ones. They're the ones that go out and bring home the bacon and blah, blah, blah. And women are not qualified or we're not good at math or, you know, we're just not smart enough to do these things. There's a lot of that internalized uh, dialogue. And, you know, I think there is a lot of shame, especially when you come from a community that is impoverished, where you don't see a lot of opportunity, What I have found in my own experience and talking to other first generation kids who are the first to go to college and, you know, get a good job, there's almost this idea of survivor's guilt. Like, why the hell did you get lucky enough to get out? And then that starts this cycle of, well, since I'm the only one who got out, I got to pour everything that I have back into the community that helped me get here. And you're almost like, you know, putting on everybody else's oxygen mask before you put your own on. And you can potentially continue this cycle of generational poverty because you just don't even have the mental fortitude to understand that, like, you have to retain enough to actually be able to then give excess. So there's a lot. And that's back to the sacrificing thing again, right? So yeah. it almost leads you back exactly to where you start if you do that, right? If you're just absolutely all the time, you don't have anything left for yourself. You can't be making the money and save yourself when you're over here killing yourself, right? So yep. it, it's back to back to one. Yeah. What's the mindset that you think you had to cultivate to become the woman you are today? Because I, I talked to a lot of women about like, you know, it really is you think what you feel and you feel what you think and you think what you feel and you feel what you think. Like you got to really keep your mind right when you start, because it can be, it it is uncomfortable to make a bunch of money, to then hold the money, hold space for the money, feel that it's safe to have the money, all the things. So what kind of mindset have you had to cultivate? 
Yeah, it's definitely been one that has been supported by working with professionals, including therapists and coaches. You know, I think when it comes to the mental aspect of money, it's not something that's really talked about enough. And it's probably the hardest thing because even after you're successful, quote unquote, you're still going to deal with shit. And that's a lesson that I've had to continuously learn that, oh, wow, this does not get any, any easier. You just start to recognize the patterns more. And so, you know, for me as a kid, I was bullied. And so a lot of my initial kind of mindset work had to do with reclaiming the power of my own voice and not being so caught up in what other people have to say about me. And I think the podcast has been a really big exercise in just like reclaiming my actual voice and being able to hear it and listen to it and see the impact of it. And then kind of not giving a shit about what other people have to say about your your goals and your dreams, especially when they're not people who are accomplishing the things that you actually want to accomplish, right? We so often tend to take advice from people who are doing the complete opposite of what we want to do. And we put so much weight into it, especially if they're close to you, right? Your friends, your family. We care so much about their opinions and their approval. But what I found is they only have the capacity to understand from a place of their own little bubble. And if you have a vision that falls outside of that, it's scary to them because you're evolving into this different person that they don't know and they don't understand. And you have to be okay with kind of proving to yourself that what you want matters before anybody else will actually get on board with it. So for example, when I told my parents that I was planning on quitting my job, this was something that I held back from them for a while because I really wanted to prove to myself that I had built a foundation that would really allow this to become a reality. And so when I told them, it wasn't so much seeking approval at that point. It was kind of just like, hi, guys, this is what I'm doing. So I'm not really inviting your opinion into this decision. I'm just giving you the courtesy of notification in case you wonder why the hell I'm in Bali on a Tuesday, you know, in six months. (laughs) (laughs) And that for me has been very freeing because it just, you have to be your own best advocate and leaving everybody else's opinions and and perceptions and judgments as, as the thing that guides you is going to lead you to live someone else's version of your life. So true. And I, I love the women I coach, you know, they start doing new things and the husband's like, well, how are you going to do that? (laughs) And they get really upset. They're like, he doesn't believe in me. And I go, no, he literally doesn't know how you're going to do it. He's so scared for you. He doesn't know. He is not an entrepreneur. He's like, holy shit. What is she doing? You're right. triggering the shit out of him. It's not that he doesn't believe you. It's that he's scared. You know, so yes. don't, don't take that on. You do someone else's fear about how you're going to do things. Don't take that on. If you feel yeah. like, you know, you know what you're doing, you do it right. That's like you don't thing. take it on. When you show up for yourself, you tend to trigger in other people ways that they haven't done that for themselves. And that's not your journey to walk. That is not your issue to fix. 1000%. And I love what you said about the podcast too, because when I launched this podcast, it was like, I don't know, it might've been around when you did, but it was like early 2020, like around, actually around the time that they shut down everything. I launched this podcast and it was such a lifeline. Like I was like, I have a voice, I can talk. (laughs) And it was the beginning of so many things. And now I launch podcasts for other people because I want them to have the same feeling. Like there's- There's something really life-changing about having a podcast, about having a voice, about having conversations, about sharing knowledge, about all the things, right? And it's almost like 
it's such a confidence booster, but it also is so nice to, when we're in this world, like everybody that is in this world understands how amazing it really is. And we're grateful to be here. So I love that you said that about your voice and using your voice and the podcast was really instrumental in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. What do you love about your work? Because I can tell that you do, Janice. (laughs) So I want to know, tell me what you love about your work. I, by the way, I've never asked another person this question. Oh my gosh. Thank I you. Really, I really thought about you and I watch everything you're doing and you're just so fucking joyful. I just want to know, <laughs> what do you love about what you do? What do I love? I mean, it's, it's finding your purpose. Like I literally feel at this point, like I found the reason why I was put on this earth. And I don't think enough people really get that chance, right? Like we're just really often told to just try to conform to this system and find your place in the, you know, find the cog, the wheel, whatever that you fit into. And for some of us, it's, you have to create your own world and you have to give yourself permission to do that. And I feel like the fact that I get paid to like make impact in people's lives, like who the hell would not be joyful doing that? Right. And impact can mean so many different things, but for me, it's been creating this incredible community of people who are now really believers in the idea that they can have more than just the bare minimum. And if that's the legacy that I leave in the world, I'll be happy. It's a great legacy. <laughs> I feel like I'm over here saying you need more. You need, to up space. you need more. That's like my, literally, I feel like I had to theme out every single coaching session, every single mastermind, everything. It's like, you're here for more. There's more for you. You can take up space. It's available to you. Like I'm just over here like, there's more, there's more, there's more. So yes. I love that. I love that. All right. We're on to the speed round. It's party time. What does it mean to you to be a warrior woman? Because you are. <laughs> Not giving a shit about what other people think about you and knowing that you can get through anything that comes your way. 1000%. Yes. What is a mantra or quote you live by? What is for me will wait for me until I'm ready to receive it. I love that because (laughs) there's no scarcity and there's no lack. It'll wait for me is epic. I love, I'm going to put that in my little mantra playbook right there. (laughs) What makes you feel unstoppable? Realizing that I really can make as much money as I, even more money than I ever thought freaking possible. You know, for a kid who... My aspirations were just like, let me just get a safe, comfy job that pays me like $75,000 a year and gives me some health insurance and a 401k. I now live in a world where like $75,000 in a month is not an unrealistic thing. And it's something that I've done multiple times. And so this idea that like, I can create whatever the fuck I want, that that's that's it. I fucking love that. I love it. <laughs> What are you most proud of? I mean, you could just repeat that same thing you just said, but what, what are you most proud of? Oh gosh. I think I'm most proud of now being a job creator because my sister works for me. And so we're really creating like generational wealth out here at this point with a capital G. I love that because that to me is the word legacy. I am obsessed mm. with the word legacy because it's exactly what you're saying. It's generational. You're stopping the pain with you. You're moving it forward. You're changing the whole trajectory. Yeah. So cool. So cool. What keeps you going when you're feeling lost? Because we all have those moments, right? Where we get taken off our heels or set back a little bit. So what keeps you going when you're in that mode? That's when I know I need to call in my sounding board, aka my entrepreneur girlfriends who are also in this journey because 
There is nothing lonelier than feeling like you're the only person that's going through something. And I find that once you actually verbalize what's going on, you'll realize everybody is going through some equivalent version of some struggle. And so that's when I call in the reinforcements and be like, ladies, we need to talk. We need a mastermind. Let's hop on a Zoom call. I need to vent. And it always gets me back into a place where I'm like, you know what? Thanks for reminding me I'm a badass. I love that. I love it because it's so true. There's no, it's like, there's nothing new. Someone has already done this. Someone has already solved this problem. That's what comforts me. I'm not the first person that's come up against this. So I just need to find another person that's come up against it. Or like you're saying, be able to have a sounding board and be like, oh my God. Like, you know, and just have the person be like, girl, yes. You know, like, and just have the hallelujah chorus say, we see it. We see what you're doing. Uh, What's exciting you the most right now? The limitless possibilities of life at this point, I am freshly divorced. I am just like feeling freer than a bird at this point in a way that I really have not. And I feel like this, I'm in my late thirties at this point, I've kind of been undoing all of the shitty decisions I made in my twenties, trying to live everybody else's version of what my life should look like. And so just the possibilities of what lies ahead and just the fact that there really is nothing stopping me from creating exactly what I want in life at this point. That's hella exciting. Hell yes to this. <laughs> yes Thank you so much, Janice, for coming on here, spending time with us, dropping your wisdom because you you had so many gold, like you were just dropping the gold all over the place. Like when I'm doing this podcast, I always tell people I'm always listening for the quotes. You know, I'm like, did I get something for her? I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to, my Jason right now, my editor is like, oh my God, how are we going to pick a quote from her? It's impossible. (laughs) Thank you for dropping all the wisdom and gold. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star written review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye. Bye.